You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. It's Monday, February 28th. I'm Oscar Ramirez from the Daily Dive podcast in Los Angeles, and this is Reopening America. As COVID infections are dropping, Americans are going back to bars, movies, and sporting events, but one place they aren't going back to is the office. Many have found a work-life balance that they don't want to let go of. It's not even about COVID, as 61% of remote workers are doing so by choice. Callum Borchers, on-the-clock columnist at the Wall Street Journal, joins us for why workers just don't want to go back. Thanks for joining us, Callum. So glad to be with you. I want to talk about this interesting thing that's ongoing, obviously, throughout the pandemic and returning back to work. People just simply do not want to go back to the office. Obviously, this is a story for those that are lucky enough to be able to do remote work, as many are not, but they find themselves really not wanting to go back. It doesn't really seem to be that it's all about COVID. We're seeing cases drop. They just found working at home so much better for them, their personal lives. And uh, you've talked to a couple of business people and them trying to make really great accommodations at the office and people still just not want to go back. So Callum, tell us a little more about it. Yeah, well, that's such a great point that you made at the very end there. I'll give you an example. I I talked to the the president of a sports marketing firm in Chicago called Revolution. And I mean, this is like a dream office. If you had to show up, this is where I'd want to be. I mean, (laughs) you step off the elevator, picture this, and then you walk through a tunnel into the lobby as if you were an athlete, you know, coming out of a locker room into an arena. And they they got bleachers and a scoreboard. They got a full-size Formula One race car. I mean, this is a cool office. And then to boot, at the end of the day, They've got an office bar stocked with free beer and bourbon. I mean, how do you top this? Right. And yet, even they can only get people to come in two, maybe three days a week. You know, much of the staff still prefers to be home most of the time. And and the boss over there says, hey, you know, honestly, it's kind of frustrating. You do everything you can do. You try to be accommodating. You know, you try to to work with your people, not be overbearing. And you know, I think the hope that a lot of CEOs have is that their company culture will be so magnetic that people would just kind of come back voluntarily without a mandate. And what they're waking up to right now is that's not happening. The president of Revolution that you spoke to said people still aren't comfortable coming back. And the question I had, right, we're seeing case rates drop from COVID. And are they just not comfortable coming back or are they too comfortable at home? Yeah, and that's an important distinction. You know, he says people are saying, oh, I'm not quite comfortable coming back. But I think a lot of CEOs you know, sort of smell something fishy in that because they they can look out into the world. And, and as some told me, you know, look, I, I, I see sports arenas that are full. I see restaurants. I see uh, people flying on airplanes. I scroll Instagram and I see my employees taking vacations. So they're comfortable getting out and about. That's not to dismiss COVID fears. Many people still do have them, a lot of folks including myself, you know, have very young children who can't be vaccinated and they remain very cautious. But you're right. You know, the latest research from the Pew Research Center clearly shows that six in 10 workers at this point who who are working from home are doing so by choice. And and then within that group, three quarters say they're at home just because they simply prefer to be at home. So, So that's really what's going on here for a lot of folks. The pandemic has shuffled so much about work culture 
And uh, people have found this a lot easier for their personal lives and they don't want to turn back. It's always that thing, you know, if you give somebody something, it's so much harder to take back. But we're seeing this reflect in, you know, other big spots, not just the company revolution that you spoke about, big banks, Goldman Sachs, tech giants, Microsoft, Meta Platforms formerly Facebook, they were planning for March returns to the office. And just, uh, you know, had this uh, stat in here nationwide, you know, office occupancy rates are hovering about one third. So even the big guys are having a trouble, get, uh, having trouble getting people back. They are. And what they're running into is that people's value systems have changed in some cases. So, you know, I'll give you an example of some of the workers I spoke to for this story. You know, I talked with a, a software engineer, for example, worked in New York City, made a great living, but didn't want to get back on the subway, you know, two hours round trip every day. So he was willing to take a pay cut, quit that job, take a remote gig. He up and moved his family to Puerto Rico where the cost of living is lower and the weather is much, much, much better. And, you know, so in other words, he was willing to make less for the remote flexibility. I spoke with another worker in upstate New York who's in her early 60s, didn't really plan to retire. But once she was sent home in March of 2020, threw herself into new activities. She got, she got a puppy. She took up cross-country skiing and gardening, really developed a new lifestyle that she loved. And then when the company was going to call her back to the office last summer, she said, forget it. I'd rather retire early than, than go back. So I think that what, what's happening here, I think a lot of employers think, well, I'm going to call my workers bluff, right? When, when push comes to shove, nice. they'll come back. They won't actually take a pay cut or they won't actually quit and retire. That's true for some, but but some are following through. They are quitting or they are retiring. And one of the things that struck me too in this is you spoke to another president of a, a company, Automatic Payroll Systems in uh, Louisiana, he said it kind of stings. It hurt a little bit because he made an investment in his people. They made those plans through the thickest part of the pandemic to make sure that they still had jobs. And then another opportunity, remote work, and they just kind of up and left. So he even feels this thing of that, you know, that there was no loyalty. And, then it you know, it kind of continues on to what I'm talking about. You know, there's been this great reshuffling of the work culture through this. That's right. I mean, you know, th this is one of the other layers of the workplace development, right, is that there are a lot of companies, in part because they were able to get those paycheck protection loans from the federal government, but they made a real effort to keep workers employed. A lot of people did lose their jobs, but many folks kept their jobs. And so the company you're talking about is this payroll software company in Shreveport, Louisiana. And 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 you're right, Aaron Johnson, the CEO down there, says, you know, honestly, it's it does. It stings a little bit because you know, we stood by these workers. We we did what we had to do to make sure that nobody lost their job when the economy was at its worst. And then we get to you know the other end and we say, okay, now it's time to come back, not even full time. He's asking for three days a week in the office. And he told me he lost 30% of the staff last year, largely because folks were taking remote gigs with, yeah. with uh, you know, firms in California, New York, Texas, places that would pay them more, uh, but would allow them to stay in lower cost Louisiana. Well, I mean, it, it always seemed like we'd get back to the office, get back to that normalcy. It doesn't really seem like it's happening right now. So we'll see how all of this continues. Callum Borchers, on-the-clock columnist at The Wall Street Journal. Thank you very much for joining us. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this has been Reopening America. Don't forget that for today's big news stories, you can check me out on the Daily Dive podcast every Monday through Friday. So follow us on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.